0: Hello and welcome back to Big Lezzers League. Just want to go ahead and apologise uh, for not having the Sunday preview out yesterday. Had a big night the night before. Woke up very late in the morning, later than I probably wanted to. Just did not have enough time to record it. Had to literally leave as soon as, like, not even half an hour after I woke up to go and watch my brother play. Uh, obviously in the development squad for South Sydney. There was a lot going on during the day. Didn't have enough time to get it out before the games started on your Sunday. So I do apologise For that one, for the inconvenience. Uh, But what I have done for you, I've rewatched every single one of these Saturday games. Your Sunday, after after those Sunday games are finished, it was an absolute grind to watch all of those Saturday games over again. Uh, But I have, I've taken notes for all of them. We're going to go through in this podcast and review all of those uh, Saturday games. So let's get started. Uh, The first game was the Knights and the Sharks. Very unfortunate what happened with... Christian Mapapalangi here was someone that I was very excited about for the Knights going into this game. Knocked out straight away within the first 12 seconds of the game. So wishing him all the best uh, with that concussion recovery. It did not look nice. Knocked out cold. Obviously just came back from two shoulder recos as well. Super unfortunate one. So I uh, hope that he, uh, you know, recovers quite quickly from that one and we're able to see him, uh, you know, At some point during 2024, he's one of my um, guys that I'll be watching out for during the season for Newcastle. Uh, So unfortunate there that he got knocked out to start the game. was really looking forward to watching him. A few errors early from the Knights. uh, The Sharks did start off really well. Uh, The Knights, they obviously looked a little bit uneasy to start that game. I guess one of the big talking points when we're talking about this one, the Knights for the Sharks, and obviously for the Knights in particular, I'm still very unsure because they both had really good games. I'm very unsure as to who my six is. I would go for Gamble for round one, but I'm very unsure as to who my six is for round one, whether it's going to be Cogger or Gamble. I think that's a position where a lot of people are in as well after watching that game on Saturday. Um, you know, Gamble played really well. Cogger played really well. It's very hard to just split them apart and pick one over the other. Personally, out of loyalty, out of, you know, obviously him having played for the all of last year as well and playing really good footy, a big part of their finals run as well. Um, Gamble, I would pick Gamble first and have Cogger at 14 because Cogger has the ability and the body shape to play a bit of a uh, hooker, which he, I think he did during the game as well. So I would probably start Um, Gamble at 6 Have Cogger coming off the bench But a lot of people Are in two very different minds And again Very hard to split those two up They both played really well Um, I thought at least In that game Knights v Sharks Um, Dylan Lucas I thought that he looked Really really good When he came on Obviously Jed Cartwright Had started the game But I thought Dylan Lucas Was really solid Uh, On that left-hand edge, obviously scored a really nice try as well, which sort of helps him a little bit in that regard. Uh, But I thought he looked really solid. Some young guys that I thought were really nice as well, Riley Jones, the dummy half uh, for the Newcastle Knights, I thought he was unreal. Had a really nice try in the game, but I thought his service was quite good. For the time that he was on, I thought that he was really impressive and definitely one to watch. I also heard a lot of talk about him before the game that he was going to be something special as well. So, uh, Riley Jones, really solid. And then Sebastian Sewer. one that I wasn't aware of before starting, uh, you know, watching this game, I mean... But I thought he was really impressive, has some really tough carries, Uh, got a bit of an offload on him as well, Uh, a lot of agility for a front rower as well, Um, just looked really impressive and very well-rounded for a forward as well, can play front row or back row, so excited to see if he maybe is a Smokey to fit into this rotation, but definitely had a really strong first trial, keen to see if he's in the lineup next week. But yeah, Sebastian Sewer, definitely one to watch if he is in the side next week. Really, really solid footballer. Something there for sure. Sebastian Sewer, Riley Jones, I thought they were really solid in terms of some of the younger guys that some people may have not known about. Uh, Hastings, that kick for Dylan Lucas off the left boot for that try was absolutely insane. Hastings had a pretty solid kicking game throughout the game. Um, Obviously, some really nice long kicks there. He looks really sound going into the year. Uh, definitely no complaints about Jackson Hastings. Uh, top Tom Jenkins, that over-the-top offload for Armstrong, for da- David Armstrong's first try, was really solid. Uh, speaking of players that uh, not many people would have known about that fucking killed it in this game, David Armstrong was unreal. So, yeah, uh, definitely a winger to watch. Obviously, we're talking about this right-wing battle between Tom Jenkins and Ari Chihuahua. David Armstrong's there for me. If he has another big game like he did then, Fuck, he is definitely in contention, but um, I thought that uh, Jenkins was just as good as well. So that is going to be a really interesting battle. Jenkins, Armstrong, uh, and obviously Inara Chawala, who I don't think made a feature in this game, but uh, is definitely in the race. Uh, Will Price, obviously the recruit from the Super League, I thought was unreal as well. Uh, Kicking game, outstanding. Ball playing was just fucking phenomenal. And just when you thought that he wasn't going to make another impact or do something special again in this game, he just gives you more and more and more. Um, He was unreal, Will Price. Didn't think he was going to be as good as what I saw from him in in that game. But yeah, he really surprised me. Really solid footballer. Played a little bit of fullback uh, when he came on, I believe, and then moved into the halfback role uh, when Hastings came off. But, yeah, uh, Will Price, definitely a player there. And, you know, we're talking about this battle between Gamble and Cogger and how we can't separate those guys. Will Price is definitely in the discussion, maybe even for a 14 jersey. He's a bit big for a 14. I think that he could even play a really good role as a roaming 13 off the bench, to be honest, but it just depends how they put their side together. Will Price, though, is definitely a player. Uh, David Armstrong, we talked about him. Definitely something there. Definitely in the race for a spot on the wing. Uh, and then Peru, the halfback for the Sharkies. I thought he was quite good as well. The intercept try, uh, really solid stuff from Peru. Really entertaining game. Uh, as we said at the start, the Knights, they had a bit of a slow start with a few errors, but they really kicked into gear, um, you know, towards that second half. And going into that second half, um, the Sharks were... Not much chance against a really strong Knights outfit. There was a really solid game um, from the Newcastle Knights. Moving on to the next one, the Roosters and the Manly Sea The Roosters started really well. They sort of struggled in parts against this Manly Sea Eagles side. Obviously, they got a big win at the end um, and had some really solid moments. But I thought, from what they, from how much they should have won by, you know, comparing these sides, Roosters had their full. First grade team out there, the 21 of their best players bar Brandon Smith and Jared Warrior Hargraves. You know, they had their best side out there pretty much, the Roosters, going up against a Manly reserve grade side. you got to credit Manly how well they played considering they had a lot of their star players out. And obviously even players played that played in the trials last week uh, in that big win sorry, against the Rabbitohs, were out of this game as well. They were playing with a much weaker side, you'd think, than the Roosters were. The Roosters definitely had a massive game, a lot of performers in this one for the Roosters, but I thought that Manly competed really well. I thought they were really competitive in this game, even though the caliber of their side definitely wasn't um, as high as the the Roosters was, um, obviously having their full team out there. Uh, ben Travojevic looked really strong uh, again this week. Obviously, wasn't scoring three or four tries uh, like he was in the last game, but uh, I thought that he had ran some really solid lines on the time that he was on. Great ball playing on that left-hand side as well. Uh, just looked really solid, and looks like you know he could definitely win that spot if Shuster isn't fit for round one, which is what we're hearing as well. Obviously, rumours that he'll miss out, and Seabold sort of spoke about it. that They'd bring him over to Vegas and assess from there. He'll play in the trial next week as per Anthony Seibold. But yeah, if, if um, Shuster isn't fit for round one, I think Ben Travojevic could lock down this spot and see Schuster maybe come off the bench in most games going into next year. Ben Travojevic, he has definitely improved a shit ton compared to last year. Obviously a lot of injuries last year as well, but uh, he looks really strong coming into this year. Uh, Torfos uh, the captain for this game, had a really solid one. Obviously scored a try um, from dummy half, but just some of his runs, full of intent. Uh, really strong game for him as captain. I thought he displayed a lot of leadership in this one. Really solid game for him in the middle. Sam Walker try, I thought that was unreal. Sam Walker looks like he's coming to the year quite strong as well. Looks like he's beefed up a little bit. Not too much, but he looks like he has beefed up a little bit. Um, You know, playing really well and a much more conservative than what we're used to seeing from Sam Walker as well. Uh, We're obviously used to seeing the flashy cutout pass and going for all those low percentage plays a lot of the time. Sam Walker, it was mainly high percentage plays for him. He looked a lot more confident out there and at the same time, a lot more conservative. So I'm really liking how Sam Walker's coming into the year. Definitely one for super coach players to consider as well, just quietly. But uh, Sam Walker, I thought he was really solid in this one. So is Luke Keary, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, the main guys for the Roosters, for me, uh, in terms of the forwards, Satili Tupanua was outstanding. Uh, started off on an edge. I think he moved into the middle mid-game. Uh, played really, really solid there. I honestly reckon, and again, we'll talk about this in a little bit because we've got a lot of notes here to get through for the Roosters, but... He could honestly play a middle forward role um, for me, Tupanua. He was outstanding. Uh, Coming off the bench, obviously very hard to put this 17 together. But there's just some guys you've got to fit in. I think Tupanua could be one of those. And, you know, Angus Crichton, I don't think he played as well as Tupanua, Egan Butcher were playing. So, you know, there could be a little bit of controversy by round one with how this side is shaped. But Tupanua played really well. Terrell May had a great first game for uh, for uh, for this year as well. Uh, obviously in the trial, played very well, very tough through the middle, was definitely one of their better forwards and had some big moments in that game as well. Uh, And then Egan Butcher, really impressed with him. Obviously, there's a lot of discussion that Egan Butcher won't fit in this team, but fuck, he's going to make it very hard for you to leave him out. Really solid performance from him. Uh, The Roosters broke through 48 tackles across the 80 minutes as well. So, I mean, they were very dominant towards the second half, but yeah, like it, that doesn't happen without Tupanua, Terrell May, Egan Butcher. These guys that had a massive impact. Lindsay Collins played well, but I would even argue that Tupanua, Terrell May, and Egan Butcher played a, a little bit better than uh, Lindsay Collins did in that one. Really solid game from Tupanoa Terrell May, Egan Butcher. Forty-eight tackle busts, unreal. And again, doesn't happen with these without these guys. Now. Definitely someone that's come into the year very strong is James Tedesco, breaking through 10 tackles, running 157 metres. He was electric. And again, with Tedesco last year, our main worry coming into this season was that he was getting too involved. Yes, it's great for fullbacks to be constantly involved. And we ask of Latrell Mitchell, and it's quite ironic actually, but we talk about Latrell Mitchell at fullback, he needs to get more involved. He needs more touches. With James Tedesco, it was the exact opposite. He needs less touches. He needs to be a bit more conservative of when he gets the ball. He doesn't need the ball in his hands all the time. You know, it's very weird how he we made those comparisons between what we're asking of two different fullbacks, but they are two different players. James Tedesco, though, uh, it's just talking about him solely for this game, he didn't touch the ball as much. He was a lot more conservative Compared to last year, which is a great thing, but at the same time, he's breaking 10 tackles and he's running 157 meters. He's having a big game, um, and you'd argue playing a lot better than what he did when he was, you know, getting the ball too much, being a lot less conservative, feeling like he had to have his ball, the ball in his hands all the time, taking hit ups, stuff like that. James Tedesco, a lot more conservative, touching the ball a lot less, but at the same time getting involved in the right moments and making the right plays at the right time. That's what we wanted to see from Tedesco going into this year and he's definitely done that in this game. Really solid stuff. Uh, Luke Keery, uh and Billy, uh, Billy Smith, sorry. Uh, Had a really, uh, really solid individual moment. I thought that Luke Keery, his kick choices and uh, some of the choices he made in attack with his passing game as well were really solid. He really summed up his opportunities well. His kicking game, though, was the main one for me that I was really impressed with. Really solid kicking game. Looked comfortable out there as well. Looked really comfortable, cool, calm, collected, and made the right decisions at the right time. And that goes for not only Luke Keery, but Tedesco, as we talked about, and for Sam Walker. They've come into the year knowing their roles a little bit more in this side and and together as well, combining really well, but making the right decisions at the right time. Usually with the Roosters and with a lot of uh, stars and a lot of off-the-cuff players in this team, they were making the wrong decisions at the wrong times. uh, Or or should I say the wrong decisions at the right times. Uh, You know, when it counted, obviously going for the low percentage plays a lot because there's just so many individuals in this team. And that's what we talked about in the preview for last year was that there are so many individuals in this side that all of these individuals want to come up with the big play, be the individual. But it's uh, you know Luke Keery, Sam Walker uh, and James Tedesco. They've really calmed down their game. They're making the right decisions at the right time and they're summing up their opportunities really well. So that's what I'm liking for the Roosters at the moment. And Billy Smith, uh, yes, he got absolutely pumped by Raymond Tuimalo Vega, uh, who we are very keen on. But other than that, ball playing crisp, looked really solid, had some really good individual moments, uh, looked really solid coming into the year. It is going to be so hard to leave him out of the side, Billy Smith, like such a talented footballer with a lot of upside, great defense, great attack. Um, it's just going to be so hard to leave him out of this team. Obviously, you've got Manu potentially leaving at the end of the year, Suali potentially or maybe confirmed leaving at the end of the year depending on if he backflips on that decision depending on the state of rugby union by the end of this year you know it's going to be so hard to fit Billy Smith into this team with those guys currently in the lineup and yeah look it's going to be interesting what Trent Robinson's thinking for round one obviously Manu played off the bench I wouldn't look into it too much but he did play off the bench to start the game and Suwali. He played at right center too. Really surprising. I thought if anyone was really going to come off the bench, it would have been Billy Smith. I thought that he would have gone with the starting lineup. Um, but yeah, look, I'm, I'm really... I would love to just be a fly on Trent Robinson's office wall, um, you know, just for a day, just to sort of get an idea of what he's thinking around this back line. Because... It's almost like he can't leave Billy Smith out. And the reality is he probably will miss out, which is crazy to think as well. Uh, But he had a really solid game in that one. Now we're talking a lot about the stars for the Roosters, how they had their full strength lineup in there. A bit of a question for Manly fans. Should the Manly Seagulls have named most of their starting side in this trial match? Yes, there is obviously the running of the risk that you are going to get injuries We obviously saw what happened to Dom Young in this game with that neck injury. He might require surgery with some ligament damage in his neck muscles, which is fucking hectic to start the year. It does give an opportunity for Billy Smith, though, um, but still so hectic for Dom Young, especially with how he played in this game as well. Really solid, great touches, um, some good tries in this game as well. But, uh, you know, you do run the risk of getting injuries for Manly, but... You know, should you have maybe have gotten your players some experience since you are coming in a week early, maybe we do see a full-strength Manly side next week. But wouldn't you try, like the Roosters are doing, and get your players to play 80 minutes, your star players to play 80 minutes in these sort of games to get their fitness up for um, going to Vegas, where you obviously versus the Rabbitohs. You definitely want your fitness up. Um, I don't understand why they didn't put more first graders in. I would have left Luke Brooks in. I would have potentially brought in Jerbo. You know, I would have brought in some of the first graders into this side just to see how they would have gone. I imagine that might be the plan going into next week. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, it was definitely an, uh, a conversation with the, some of the Fox League commentators. They were asking about should Manley have brought in some of their first graders. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that one. Now, going back to the Roosters, we talked about Egan Butcher and how he had a massive game in this one, really strong in attack and some big defensive moments from him as well. Does he get a spot on the bench? We talked about it before. Angus Crichton obviously not having as good of a game as Egan Butcher, uh, Terrell May, Super Angus Crichton still had a solid game, but Egan Butcher was outstanding. Super was fantastic as well. It's going to be a lot harder to fit Angus Crichton into your team does Angus Crichton miss out for an Egan Butcher or a Tupanua off the bench? I don't, I'm don't. i starting to think about it. I really am because we, we talked about how hard this bench is going to be put up, uh, how hard it is to put this bench together or how hard it is going to be for the Roosters going into this year. It is really, the more footy of the Roosters I watch, it is going to be so hard to leave out Egan Butcher, Tupenua, Billy Smith, All of these guys, it's almost going to be impossible to leave these guys out. But again, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Should Egan Butcher get a spot in the 17? Should Stille Supernua maybe get a spot off the bench? As we said, he could slot into that forward rotation as well. I think he could play really well as a middle. Uh, We saw glimpses of it, obviously, against the Warriors. He had that big game and he was playing in the middle off the bench. Uh, in this game, he looked really solid. And for a majority of the game, at least from what I was watching, he was playing in the middle. So Supernova, middle role, I could definitely see it. It does depend on how they want to structure their bench. Having Jared out for the first few games of the year does give you that opportunity. You've still got to put into this side uh, Spencer Lino as well, who missed this game. We didn't talk about um, as some of the outs. Brandon Smith... Um, you know, Connor Watson's got to have a spot on the bench at hooker, you'd think. Um, either Connor Watson or Sandon Don Smith, depending on who you want to go for, for fourteen. There's so many guys to, f- to, to fit into this team. It is going to be fucking hard to build a 17. And that's why, hence, they had a 21-man squad in this trial match. So, yeah, very, very hard to put this side together. But Supernova, Egan Butcher, it is almost going to be impossible to leave these guys out. Now, going back to Manly, and I'm going back and forth here. But Raymond Tui, Milo Vega, his defense in this game was outstanding and he came up with some massive moments. The flick pass for that try for Falolo um, in the centers there was amazing. Um, obviously, some of his choices with his passing, his running game, uh, a grubber that he put in as well to set up a try before, um, you know, running 100 meters to, to set up Falolo as well um, in the centers. Fuck, he had some massive moments in this game, but... That hit on Billy Smith was amazing. Some of his defensive reads uh, definitely improved from last year. That was one of the concerns we had for Raymond uh, to Amado Vega was his defense. He's coming really sound with defense. I honestly think we're talking about a battle between Tommy Soliao and Jackson Bolo for that wing spot. Who, mind you, compared to Raymond, were very quiet in this game. If Raymond comes out next week and has a massive, massive game, he could get that starting wing spot over Paulo. Um, and Tommy Talao as well. Definitely want to watch there. Raymond Tuimalu, Vega. But we were obviously very high on him coming into this year. And even going into last year, he was a name on my tongue quite a lot when talking about the Raiders. But it was solid. You know, the hit on Billy Smith. The intercept uh, to set up Falolo for that try. Uh, the flick pass to set up Falolo again for a second one. Um, Dom Young obviously nearly chased down the intercept as well. Fuck, he's quick, Dom Young. Holy shit. So quick. He's obviously doing work with Roger Fabry at the moment. You can tell. He's fucking fast. And it's going to be very interesting to watch some of his uh, long-range tries. Very, I'm very excited, I should say, to see some of his long-range tries, Dom Young, going into this year. Um, what else are we going to talk about? Jake Arthur. I thought that he looked a lot better in this game. Uh, I thought that him and Brandon Wakem played quite well. Yes, Jake Arthur didn't like the, ga- the world a lot um, with with the way he played, but I thought compared to some of the poor games that we saw from him again, uh, at, with Parramatta and some of the poor games we saw from him at the end of the year when he just got to Manly, fuck, he looks a lot better coming into this year. He really does, having a full pre-season with Manly, really taking on that f- uh, fresh start with the Manly Seagulls as well. He looks good. He looks really crisp. That try he scored was really nice as well. Roaming both sides of the field. Ball playing really nice, kicking game really nice as well. He looks really solid coming into the year. Jake Arthur, one to watch really going into next week as well. Um, you would imagine he'd probably get a spot off the bench if they do name more of their stars in this side um, going into next week. But yeah, Jake Arthur, I thought he looked a lot better um, coming into this year. He looks a lot more confident in himself going coming into this year as well, Jake Arthur. Uh, so definitely one to watch. Connor Watson, we got our first taste of him at hooker. I thought his service was really nice and crispy. Uh, I thought that he played really well and came in uh, to this game very strong. Sua Wong, I thought that he was good for the little time he got. Didn't get many minutes, Sua Wong, but the time that he was on, I thought that he was really solid defensively more so. Uh, didn't really get too many touches of the ball and attack, but in defense, he was quite solid. Obviously uh, said Sam Walker playing more of a conservative game, playing a really solid game as well, and making the right decisions was really nice to see. So, big game for the Roosters. Yes, it wasn't as a, much of a blowout as we would have thought against what was a Manly reserve-grade side, but you got to credit the Roosters. They played well. Credit the Manly Seagulls. They played well as well, and their defense was super solid. Sipley, uh, Paseca, Paseca these guys setting the tone in defense and playing some really decent football. Um, and just quickly as well, I didn't write this down in the notes, but Aaron Woods playing a bit of a ball playing role. Now, well, I don't know if he is going to be in the 17, but uh, he obviously has added that um, little element to his game. He did have two, uh, you know, questionable moments in that game too. Uh, obviously a high tackle. And then I think a different uh, offside or something like that, or interrupting the play, play the ball or something stupid. Um, but yeah, just some of his moments, some of his ball playing as well. Aaron Woods, I thought that was quite solid as well. So, yeah, we'll see if he gets into the 17. But just one thing that came to mind just then, Aaron Woods, I was quite impressed with um, his ball playing through the middle. So definitely want to watch out for there. He looks like he's trimmed down a little bit coming into this season as well, Aaron Woods. Um, and then the last game for you, oh, the second last game for you Saturday, the Eels and the Raiders. Uh, this is going to go for a long time, guys, so strap yourselves in. Uh, we'll try to get through this as quickly as we can. Eels and Raiders, Morgan Harper, looks a lot better, started the game really well for me, uh, had some really nice touches, looked really nice on that right-hand side, he could maybe start there into round one, it looks like that's going to be the plan, so definitely one to wait out for, but he looked a lot better uh, this season, obviously he had a hit of confidence at the back end of last year after that game against CSF Talakai, but He's coming to this year with a goal to get into this 17, and he looks a lot better than what he did last year. Defensively solid, and uh, you know in attack he looked really crisp as well, especially for the first 15 minutes or so. Looked really solid. Uh, Nick Kotrick as well, uh, set up a try with a kick, but um, just some of his touches as well, looked really strong in attack and in defense on the wing there, Uh, Nick Kotrick was really, really solid and um, what about his chip for KO weeks, what a fucking try set up that was, very unexpected from Nick Kotrick, Um, but yeah, yeah, I thought that he was really solid too, Nick Kotrick, uh, the player of the match for me though was James Schiller, obviously boosted his prospects, uh, to get into this 17, particularly in the centres when we're looking for what this centre pairing is going to be for the uh, Raiders going into next year. And for a side with so many question marks around it as well, playing really solid in this game. But James Schiller, uh, strong performance for him. Uh, obviously, a try assist for uh, Ricky Stewart's son. We confirmed it as well. It is Ricky Stewart's son, Jed Stewart. Uh, set up a try for him on the sting. Really, really nice one there. And obviously, other than 105, meter try uh, for him to collect a try as well on this game as well. Obviously, uh, picked up on a kick from the Eels, run ran 105 metres uh, for a try there. James Schiller, really solid game for him. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, boosting himself up for a spot in the 17. Uh, I can't complain with any game that I've seen James Schiller in as well. Every time he comes in for this Raiders side, he plays really well. Uh, but in this game, he was particularly... You know, impressive So, yeah One to watch Obviously we're trying to put this Centre pairing together For um, the Raiders Nothing is really set in stone Whether it be at centre Whether it be at fullback Whether it be at five eight as well James Schiller's definitely One to watch out for uh, Particularly for that centre well, One of the centre spots With obviously White and have now left the club You'd imagine Timoko Locks down one of those spots it's going to be between Seb, Chris, Ethan, Strange, and James Schiller for the other one for me. Um, so definitely one to watch out there. For, uh, watch out for James Schiller. Um, definitely boosted his, boosted his prospects to get a spot in the seventeen. Uh, Sean Russell and Brendan Hands for the Parramatta Reels. Those were my players in the match for though for this game. I thought that Sean O'Sullivan had some real... Uh, sorry, Sean Russell had some really solid touches. It is that time of the night while we're recording this, guys. It is getting quite late. Uh, But Sean Russell, I thought had some really nice touches, uh, really good on the wing there. Um, You know, I thought he played quite well. And uh, Brendan Hands as well, Uh, obviously had to play a few extra minutes with uh, Matt Arthur coming off with a, you know, obviously getting knocked out cold as soon as he came on. Again, really unlucky. But I thought that uh, Brendan Hands, he looked really good. And I know this is going to sound like a pun here, but had really good hands as well uh, at a dummy half. Really solid service. uh, Great defense. He just looked really on song. And a few nice little scurries at a dummy half. So something to look forward to for round one there for Brendan Hands and the Parramatta Reels. Uh, Obviously, it looks like he's the front runner for that number nine jersey as well. Uh, a player to watch going into the following week for the Raiders is Noah Martin. The number 23 obviously got sent off, but fucking ball of energy. We were obviously talking about how many forwards, um, you know, the, the Raiders have going into this season. He's the one that stands out for me. Uh, obviously, as a younger brother, I believe, or a twin brother in this squad as well. But Noah Martin, the number 23 from this game. Definitely one to watch going into next week for the Canberra Raiders. Very, very solid Uh, through the middle. Had some really nice touches. Very strong. Uh, You know, great with post-contact meters. There's a bit of an offload on him as well. Quite athletic. Doesn't really look like it with the shape of his body, but can definitely move. He has a great motor. Can definitely move as well. Uh, Very agile for his size. Number 23 for the Raiders, Noah Martin. Definitely one to watch going into next week. Definitely a player there. Uh let down with errors and defensive issues in the second half. Uh, the Raiders definitely had a, a lot of momentum in that second. Had, had majority of the possession in the second half as well. Uh, another player to watch here for the Canberra Raiders was one of the halves, Adam Cook. Really solid footballer. Can play in the halves and a hooker, I believe. Uh, played majority of that game uh, in the halves. Adam Cook definitely one to watch there in number, no, uh, number 19. Uh, the Raiders... Third quarter of that game, so the first half of the second half, uh, you could call it as well. Uh, But the Raiders' third quarter of this game saw them score 18 points between the 52nd and the 61st minute. So they had a really, really strong period there between the 52nd and 61st minute, as we said. They had a really strong second half. Uh, And then Parramatta. Uh, obviously, some more guys that had solid games in this one. Ryan Madison, uh, Kelma Tuolagi, I thought was outstanding in this game. Had some really, really nice touches. Sean Lane, a little bit quiet in this one. Kelma Tuolagi stood out a little bit more for me. Um, obviously, Sean Lane sort of trying to slowly come back from a flux of injuries he had last year. But Kelma Tuolagi, you know, we were talking about how he's going to have to really fight hard to get into this 17. If Sean Lane isn't 100%, 100% getting, going into round one, Kelma Tawalagi might take that spot. A little bit controversial to say. Sean Langley put himself into a Kangaroos jersey, um, obviously, two years ago. But, fuck, Kelma hes playing the better football. If form says that he will probably get that jersey for me if he has another big week and um, obviously plays well to start the year. Kelma Tawalagi, one to watch. Uh, he was outstanding. Ryan Madison stood out for me as well. Uh, Offer Yogden as well uh, to start the game uh, in that little stint that he had to start the game. He was really solid. Uh, And Willemu Gregg as well. I thought when he came on, he definitely proved that he's definitely going to be in the conversation or is definitely going to be coming off the bench for the uh, Eels going into this year. All of those guys, Ryan Madison, Kelma Tuolagi, Ogden and Willemu Gregg ran for over 100 metres in the loss uh, against the Raiders in this one as well. It was still somewhat of a solid game for Parramatta. But the second half was pretty much all Raiders. Really solid game from Canberra, especially, as we said, with a a side that has a lot of question marks around them going into this year. Uh, And then finally, the Charity Shield. Again, I'll try not to take too long, but there are a lot of notes that I've taken down from these games. Just taking the analysis that we've got here for these ones. Um, Obviously, stayed up quite late um, recording them all and uh, a little bit tired. Would love to go to bed at time very soon, but obviously have to record the Sunday Review as well So uh, Got a great night In store for me uh, Anyway uh, That's what I do For the fans guys That's how committed I am South V Dragons Charity Shield uh, The Dragons made 11 errors In the first half Only 2 In the second term But Then again In the second half The, the fucking Dragons Did not get much ball At all um, I thought the Dragons That was It wasn't the best Look, there were some good individual performances, but it definitely wasn't the best uh, audition for them going into the start of the year. Fuck, it does not look good there at all. Um, Obviously, two players for me that stood out for the Dragons were Ben Hunt. Uh, Obviously, he had some nice touches in the opening 40 uh, and then obviously sat out in the second half. A lot of people thought he was injured. He literally just got rested for the second half as they brought some of the younger guys on, but I thought he was solid for the first half. Uh, and Jack Bird, really strong throughout the game. Obviously played uh, majority of the minutes, 116 metres four tackle bust in this one. A really, really solid game from Jack Bird in the centres. Uh, but other than that, it was not the best game really from the Dragons. They only scored the one try. Tyrell Sloan, uh, he did not look comfortable out there. We've, we know what Sloan looks like at his best. It definitely wasn't his best. I think that he really needs to go back. Um, You know, watch that game, do his homework, come back in a little bit better going into the next one. He sort of reminds me of what, you know, Sam Walker was like last year. We were talking about making the right choices at the right time. He was just forcing everything, going for the low percentage plays all the time, and it just was not paying off. Out of those 11 errors, I think he made at least five of them. Uh, Just did not look comfortable out there didn't have the best touches, he does need to go back to his homework and come in a little bit better going into the next one, he is a player that I love, at his best, I love watching Tyrell Sloan, he really started to build a good combination with Ben Hunt towards the back end of the year and we sort of saw glimpses of it in this game, but he just did not look comfortable out there, Tyrell Sloan, I, I felt sorry for him watching the game too, hopefully he comes back and shows us a little bit more of his best going into next week for the Dragons, but definitely wasn't the best audition for him going into this year. Um, some would even raise the question of does Zach Lomax start the year at fullback and does Tyro Sloan stay on the wing to start the year? I'd maybe consider that argument. I was considering that argument going into this year to begin with. Uh, but yeah, Tyro Sloan, I love watching him at his best. He's definitely a fullback long-term but at this stage in his career, with the form that he's playing with at the moment, you do sort of scratch your head a little bit and think, should he maybe start the year on the wing and potentially slowly move into the centers, um Sorry, move into fullback uh, throughout the year. I thought that uh, we didn't really get to see much of Lomax at fullback either. He was mainly on the wing um, for that game as well. But yeah, I'm keen to see if maybe the plan does change, if Tyros Sloan doesn't maybe come out next week. And have a better game, but I'm sure, sure that he will though. I'm sure that he knows that he didn't have the best game out there um, uh, last night. So I think that he definitely needs to go back to his homework and come out a little bit better in this one. But yeah, yeah, there's definitely some question marks there. Let's move on. Um, Jai Gray, talking about some positives for this game in a very strong Rabido side, despite having a lot of dramas around the back line going into round one. Jai Gray was fucking outstanding. Now, obviously more of a halfback 5'8", But he was solid at fullback. Played fullback for the whole stint he was on. Uh, Some of his touches, just, you know, there's definitely a player there. There's a star there, that chip and chase as well, for the repeat set that he forced with Michaela Ravalao, tackling Michaela Ravalao into goal uh, and trapping him in his in goal. You just don't see that very often, especially for a guy that's fucking five foot nothing. You know, it's just amazing. Jai Gray, definitely a player there. 159 metres, 14 runs. Just looked assured under the high ball as well. And um, yeah, just kicking game, passing game. Everything was just well-rounded and really on point for Jai Gray. So excited to watch him next week. For the Rabbitohs, I imagine they'll name again more of a full-strength side going into next week. But Jai Gray, very impressed with him and excited to see what he can offer going into next week. But we're talking about how Luttrell probably is more of a center than he is a fullback. And we've said that now pretty much since he's moved to fullback. Maybe Jai Gray gets that spot. If Latrell Mitchell doesn't really go well at fullback, maybe he has good form, but it's noticeable that he would probably go better at center. Maybe Jai Gray does move into that fullback role. You know, we t- were sort of talking about South don't have that player this year. Um, Blake Taff's left. They don't really have a guy that can come into fullback. They found their guy. Jai Gray, I think, could kill it at fullback for South Sydney. Very similar height and body shape to Blake Taff as well. But I think he's just that next level. I think he's got so much talent, so much ability, and definitely a guy to keep an eye on there. Dry Gray, really solid football game. 159 metres, 14 runs as well. And just really a short under the high ball. Solid game there from Dry Gray. Uh, had five tackle busts as well. And for a small guy, very impressive. Uh, ben Hunt, we obviously talked about him. Had some nice touches throughout the game, playing in that first 40. Uh, for South Sydney, back to South Sydney, uh, Sean Kepi. We talked about how he's going to be the enforcer for the South Sydney this year, and uh, obviously rumoured to play big minutes. Had a big, big stint. Big stint. Had 17 hit-ups and 156 metres. That's exactly how I wanted him to come into the year. He had a very, very solid game. Sean Kepi, massive, massive game. And even Tevita Totola. T- 135 metres, 12 runs. some solid, A solid game from those two guys. Sean Kepi, Tevita Totola, definitely coming into the year nicely. Could be the starting front row pairing too for South Sydney going into this year. Sean Kepi and Tavita Totola. Talking about the South's forward pack, I thought that Cam Murray was very solid. 118 metres, 14 runs, got through a ton of work. 24 tackles in 60 minutes of game time. Played big minutes, Cam Murray. Um, I imagine this will be the amount of minutes he'll play each and every week. I think Talos Dunker could move into 13. Uh, Speaking of solid players for South Sydney, I thought Talas Duncan had a big game as well. Uh, Didn't have the stat lines of some of these other guys, but I just thought looked solid in the middle there and on the edge when he was on for South Sydney. Uh, Viliami Fafida. He's a player, he is a player, a lot of agility there, uh, I thought he was more of a middle but he was playing on the edge for majority of his time on the field um, for the Dragons, Viliami Fafita, definitely one to watch, he was playing back row, uh, just looked comfortable there as well on that right back row, uh, definitely an athlete, a lot of a lot of agility, a lot of strength, Jeff definitely a player, he reminds me a lot of the Homole Olekawatu, uh, obviously close to the line and Maybe even a bit of a David Fafita to a less level. Obviously, not to the level of David Fafita to his ceiling, but obviously reminds me of a combo of a Hamoli or the Kawatu, a Jeremiah Nanai, um, you know, and a David Fafita to an extent as well. He just has moulds of all those guys in his game. So, Viliami Fafita, definitely one to watch out for. Uh, Lockie Elias, he looked a little bit more confident. Uh, obviously, not the best that I've seen from Lockie Elias, but... Definitely looked a lot more confident. Had a pretty solid game, to be honest. And that hit on Sloan was fantastic as well. So Ilias, definitely some signs of improvement there. Uh, Jack DeBellin, we were talking about 13s with a bit of ticker about him. He had a solid game as well. Uh, Don't have the stat line for him here, but just eye test. He looked really nice. Uh, Obviously, creating havoc through the middle for South Sydney's defense, obviously, with his ball playing. Uh, Just had some solid runs as well. Jack DeBellin looking really solid coming into the year uh, and playing 13 as well. So I imagine that's where he'll play. Obviously, a bit of debate whether he should be in the front row or at 13. Uh, It started at 13 this game. Jai Gray. Uh, we were talking about how good he was. Does he maybe have a 14 spot? I think it will go to a hooker, either a Havili or a Peter Mamonzalos who played tonight as well and had a pretty decent game. But Jai I agree? There's an argument to be made. Do we chuck him at 14 and play him like a butt-lake tap off the bench where he just comes on and makes havoc through the middle? I'd make an argument for it. If he has another game like that, I'd fucking consider it. And, you know, with Damian Cook obviously coming out on the Let's Trot podcast as well and saying that he's comfortable playing 80 minutes, Fuck, I'd be almost then definitely putting Gray in that 14 role, and he's small enough to play a bit of hooker as well, uh, Jai Gray. So I'd consider having him at 14. I just want to see another game from him, though. Obviously, it is one game, but it's a fucking hell of a game to uh, play your first one as well in a trial match. It is a hell of a game and a hell of a debut and a hell of an audition for first grade as well. Uh, Gray, obviously, we talked about that chip trapping Ravelauer in the end goal. Um, obviously had to cut out a bit of audio there because I called Ravelauer ravioli, so that just tells you how late in the night we are. Uh, another guy to watch here, Jarrett Sabaloo. I thought that his ball playing was really crisp. I believe he's a middle or a half. Didn't really get an idea of what position he was. Haven't really heard much too much about him, but all I know is he can throw a hell of a cutout pass and just looked really solid towards the back end of the game when he came on the number 24 for South Sydney, Jarrett Sabaloo. Um, and uh, the last-minute try from Kenner. What about the scenes there? Really solid one. All in all, South Sydney, big game, big smashing against a dragon side that wasn't really performing to their best. Had a few breakout stars like uh, Jack DeBellin, Jack Bird, Ben Hunt in that first half, and but it just wasn't up to scratch. Tyrell Sloan as well needs to go back and improve going into next week as well. It definitely wasn't the best game from him that we've seen, but we know that Tyrell Sloan is the player that can do that, and I'm very high on Tyrell Sloan when he's at his best. But there you go, that's the review for the Saturday games. Sorry for letting you listen to my beautiful voice for the past 40 minutes, but yeah, some really in depth analysis there. Let me know if there's anything that I've missed as well uh, talking about these games. I doubt it since we've been going for 40 minutes, but that is your Saturday preview. Obviously, the Sunday preview will be coming out also today as well, so make sure you stay tuned for that. <laughs> Wait.